I'm Danielle, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's brilliant TV show, The Flash. I am your current co-host, Andrew Dice, and with me, as always, is – well, I guess yeah, we can split it. With me, as always, is Mr. Andy Bivact. How are you, Andy? I'm doing fine, although I got my eyebrows raised when you said current. I'm like, no, don't you disappear. <laughs> all of yeah, you disappearing current, one yes. after one. In this particular episode, also joining us. Uh, this fine evening is, I believe, on the last episode, I was the first time I tried to say the Twitter handle, Mircella's Ear. So close. Miss <laughs> Tatiana Hollander. That is my name. Tatiana Hollander. How are you? I am doing very well, gentlemen and ladies who are listening. Mm. And I'm ready to talk all things Flash. Yes. I'm I'm very excited, but I think before we talk about this uh, fantastically titled episode, When Harry Met Harry, uh, we have some news to cover, Andy. Yes, and it's um it's not it's not a it's not very fun news at all. It's uh, it's really really sad, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners have been paying attention. If you if you're on Twitter or social media at all, you have probably seen this news story already as of last Friday. But for those who may not be aware, you may need prepare for this because this is not very fun at all. So last Friday, uh, it was revealed that um, executive producer and showrunner Andrew Kreisberg, who you know who created Arrow and then became, you know created The Flash and then helped helped create Legends Tomorrow and Supergirl and you know he's his two current main shows that he's working on is Supergirl and The Flash he has been as of Friday November 10th he's been suspended by one of our television from all the CWDC TV shows as he is one of the latest men in to be revealed as a sexual harasser as uh, over 19 sources came uh, came out to Variety and talked about their difficult experience with working with a showrunner who is uh, being accused of incredibly inappropriate behavior uh, a lot of um, sexual un uh, sexual behavior that is just not tolerable at all and uh, as of right now he is still suspended and they're invest one of our television is investigating this and uh, with so many sources having come out uh, it's it's probably going to be a very short investigation and there's probably going to be a very a short, not so simple conclusion to this as uh, um, Mr. Kreisberg will most likely not be involved with these shows as by the time this year is over, I suppose. And um, of course, it's you know it's it's devastating to hear um, that uh, so many people who have been involved with these shows who have who have left these shows because of a toxic work environment and. Um, had to suffer at the hands of one man 
but um but you know what this is you know this is the, this are difficult times and but right now it's very important that more than ever we all come out and we talk about these sort of things because this is just not acceptable behavior in Hollywood in any industry for that matter so um we, and we we and we had people asking us you know they wanted to hear what we thought about this and we i we i i personally felt that we would be doing an injustice to our listeners if we did not touch upon this and just pretend that everyone's right. happy and well and so on because this is really tragic news it's not you know it, it's it's uh it's put an incredibly dark cloud over the airverse and uh mm-hmm. you know who knows who else could be could could be involved who else could be guilty of something like this uh, but more than ever it's important that we talk about this we support the people mm-hmm. who had to go through these horrible nightmares with with uh with this man and uh, we also have to applaud him for being so brave to come out of and talk about it because the reason they probably didn't come out and talk about it because they were afraid of losing their jobs or being you know having mm-hmm. difficulties being blacklisted being blacklisted and so on so it's uh, if any of the any of the victims who 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 spoke out about this and came out and showed their big bravery and if you're listening to this i think i can say a behalf of all of us on the clash bug is that we support you we send you our love we hope that this will be the beginning of an easier time for you in your life that you know that justice will be served and um but the, yeah but let's just go around the table briefly and just see like if there's anything you guys want to add to this yeah, I mean, I just feel just I, I'm looking at things in a new light in terms of not just what's shown up on screen in our shows, but also how those writers must have, you know, the pressure that they must have been under dealing with this behavior and also having to produce these shows. And also, I think that there's something to be said for like, because after the fact, a lot of people might feel guilty or feel ashamed of for not coming forward or not speaking out. And that's why it's important, I think, for ed- for, for, for women, but everyone, you know, to band together in the workplace or in anywhere where you can make connections with each other and stand up for each other. You know, if you see something happening, if it's not happening to you and you're in a position to be able to go to someone about it and that you feel safe enough to do that, then then you should do that for the people who don't feel that they can. Andrew, what um, what are your thoughts about, about all of this? I think that's a very inspiring thought to put on it, and I will choose to take this as not uh, bad news or disappointing news. I will take it as very inspiring news because there are a lot of people who feel very relieved and a lot of people who probably have a weight taken off of their chest and feel that things are going to be changing for the better because someone who was in a position of authority to them was behaving in a way that I think every person would agree should not be done. And definitely not in a workplace that is, I mean, not in any workplace, but in in a workplace like the CW shows where we know how female, you know, it's filled with like, these shows are made by women, you know, as, as much as they are by men. Um, you look at the meetings of people. I, I'm I'm in an industry where, when it comes to these kind of TV shows and fan communities, they are predominantly women in my interactions. So, uh, the idea that somebody that was being looked up to and admired, whatever their misconduct came in, uh, you know, the fact that there was misconduct at all is a big bummer. And the worst part of it is that it is kept quiet 
and isn't able to be set right and people aren't able to be heard and apologize to and recognize that things were wrong and move on from it. And I'm hoping that that happens uh, regardless of specifics or how many people come forward or how many don't or any other specifics you want to get into about it. I am happy. I will be happy the as soon as this is dealt with the way it should have been in the first place. And people who do not misuse their authority and power get to exercise it with team members that feel safe. Exactly. And I... I also think it's very inspiring that so many cast members have come out to speak about this. I know Grank, he, he posted on his Instagram yesterday as a, as a time of recording uh, a very strong statement uh, about this whole thing. And, you know, I know a lot of the women of the DCTV universe with, uh, you know, Melissa Benoist and Kay Lotz and uh, Tala Aishi, I think, and uh, Macy richardson Sellers. I mean, it, people, you know, people are coming out to speak about this. Um, although if anyone who is very active on social media and what you know are maybe wondering, well, why hasn't this person commented? Why hasn't this writer's room talked about and so on? Don't pressure them. Let them take their time to respond to this as they feel ready for it. I decided was yeah. Lot. You don't know what you don't know what they experienced. Or what stories they are or aren't telling. Exactly. Like, I saw there was a lot of people pressuring Candace uh, over the weekend. And and she gave a very mature response that she would, you know, that she stands stands with her sisters of the DC universe. And that she, uh, I believe she said she would say, she would speak when she's ready to speak. So, mm-hmm. uh, just, it's just like this is a, it's obviously a very difficult time for the entire Arrowverse production and so on. And, you know, when there's an investigation like this going on, it's probably, I mean, it's, it's probably a nightmare right now for everyone involved. It doesn't matter if you're behind the camera, if you're in front of the camera, anyone's involved with that production right now, any of these shows are probably not having a good time. And uh, so, you know, for anyone who wants to, you know, really want, just you know, want to hear what they are thinking about this, or make a statement about it. Like, just don't pressure them. Uh, just take, you know, let them take their time. That's what I did over the, over Friday. I there were people linking me and messaging me and so on. I was just like, I spoke to a few people, on, you know, on the phone. But I just like, I don't want to talk about it publicly yet. Um, but I did put, you know, a little message on Twitter on Saturday because I, because I do care because you know, like I, this was a man that I thought was one of us. Um, you know, he's written comic books, you know, he, I mean, Andrew, you, I, I'm sure you've read his run on Green Air and Black Canary, for example. And like, I mean, I've, you know, I thought he was like one of us who was like, oh my God, it's like, like a nerd like us got into this industry. But what happened? He turned out to be a monster. And, you know, and, and that, but now justice is going to be served. And, you know, even, you know, sadly, it took so long the way it did, but at least it's happening and now that people feel that it's there's a safety now of coming out and speaking about this, maybe that's the biggest takeaway. So, um, so yeah, so there's you know there's probably going to be more attention about this whole situation with their you know with the Arrowverse investigation in, in the coming weeks. But just remember to keep supporting these shows, support the good people behind these shows, the actors who work hours and hours and hours every week of every month. Uh, like I think they work at least ten months a year. And you know, you know, like um, you know, support these shows for the people for the good things about it, um, because the bad people they they will be punished, they will be fired, they will be punished, and they will get what they deserve. So that's it. Um, but yeah, and and while while this wasn't meant to be a segue for this, but we do want to remind you guys, you know, and now more than ever, 
to be sure to follow She40 on Twitter and Instagram, which is created by the amazing DCTV women, uh, as it's a platform to support and inspire female empowerment, which I think we could, like I've been saying every week, we can use it more than ever. So follow on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And I, Danny, do they have a Facebook page yet? Um, I don't think they have a Facebook page yet, but I'm sure that it will be Sheathority once they have it. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, hopefully there will be one to install so that there's, you know, there is, um, there's, um, that the platform is everywhere. But um, oh, actually, they may have one. I think it's Sheathority L because someone already took the Sheathority. <laughs> oh, but it, but it is officially it is like. Actually, I can't. I can't tell her if it actually is theirs or if it's like a fan, another fan page. But I'm sure that they'll announce it on their Instagram when they have one that they want you to look at. So yeah, for now, just go to their Instagram. Uh, okay, good. Well, yeah, we will. We will keep reminding guys because because we want to show. You know, we love these these women and of course and the men as well from the DC universe and so on. But with a platform like this, you know, I think it deserves to be mentioned every week. So if you're not following you for a on social media, please do so and. um and that's the news. So we sorry we had to start on a on a, a bit of a bummer, but you know, like I said, it would be deserving to you listeners if we didn't touch about this because, like, because we're we're, we're all we're all reporters. We all see you know we see these news coming out every day. So it's like we of course we're aware of it. There's no way we are not aware of something like this. So, um, and if you guys have any more questions about like what you think about it, I mean, I'm sure all of us are open to you know answering whatever thoughts you may have on social media. So by just be, just be let's be respectful. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, shall we jump into this, uh, like Andrew said, appropriately titled episode of The Flash? Jump away. Well, I, I'm at a loss here because the main villain is the name of a character I'm familiar with, but this is a pretty new uh, version that they've come up with for a TV, and I'm of course talking about Black Bison. Uh, I believe to the American listeners, probably Black Buffalo would be more uh, fitting. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, Black Bison, who was a uh, a Native American of Lakota descent, I think they distinguished in the show, right? Sue? Yes. Yes, correct. okay. Uh, who, she is a... A new kind of villain for the show, I think, because it is a culturally informed uh, antagonist. Her mission is not to gain power or be selfish, uh, at least as she sees it, but to kind of right a perceived wrong, which is the treatment of Native Native American history and culture – uh, the putting of artifacts into museums where they do or do not belong, depending on who you ask. And so when the dark matter flashes over her, she decides she is going to... I, I was a little unclear on exactly... Because I think in the comics, the power comes from these artifacts. But in the show, the power was her power, which was the ability to basically bring uh, you know, avatars like these automatons yeah. to life. I feel like the thinker <laughs> thought up powers for each meta's personality, <laughs> and then that the storm activated. Cause... So, yeah. <laughs> He's playing the role of the speed force or quantum yes. 
Wait, wait, is, wait, is this a joke or is this actually for real? Like, did he actually, like... No, I mean, he must have, because all of their powers are based on their personalities. Yeah. Then what, then what the hell, like, what does You know what I mean? That's represent? just, like, the mystery of the universe. Like, why did Plastique get the ability to make bombs, you know? <laughs> sure, she had explosive material, but... Yeah. You know, it's just, it. the speed force works in mysterious ways. Uh, so that actually will cover most of the issues that I think we'll have in the entire run of this show. But <laughs> I thought, I thought it was a, I, I, I was not, I'm not going to be calling this one of the show's best episodes nope. ever. Uh, I will not call black bison one of the best villains, but I also won't call her one of the worst, uh, because we got as close as the show is probably going to get to a night at the museum. So that gets a thumbs up from me. Well, speaking of movies, and also, speaking of movies for like, I've never seen yeah. it. Oh, well, man, get on that. Um, <laughs> this is just an appetizer for you. I thought that her her political message was kind of uh, like safe, I guess, today. Like, it, it, it was understandable. I thought they could have gone a little bit farther with it yes. or had more to say about it because there was a weird point where Ralph says that belongs in a museum and – they were the heroes saying that, and I thought that was a very weird. <laughs> well, very even, very important. I like you know we are in between. Like I realized this yeah, when I said it that. Is a no, I know. And then it's like oh, okay, haha. And I'm sitting there going, wait, does that belong in a museum? <laughs> like does that? Oh, that's a good point actually. Right. Does that... So it was. I, I won't say it's like toothless because it is kind of. If that had been there, it would be surprising for this show. But I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of that. I know that especially in her first scenes she kind of alluded to having uh like just cause at least in her mind and then by the end of it it, it kind of was okay you're going too far we need to stop her move on to the next episode I... yeah no sorry gone no i was just gonna say i i agree with that that they should have gone farther with it and it felt kind of i don't know if it was if it felt disrespectful to me or if it just felt like okay you guys did re- really didn't try very hard with it because mm-hmm. the idea that barry wouldn't just agree with her and be like tried it like because you know usually he'll be like oh like he tried to talk to becky like you know becky white privilege sharp to be like oh no listen it's okay and this entire <laughs> and this entire episode was trying to talk ralph into doing the right thing you know but like we couldn't take a couple seconds to be like no you know what you're totally right the native american people have been (laughs) trampled on and you should preserve the history let me help you do that in a non-violent way so i don't know why that didn't happen especially because like i was rooting for black bison in this episode except for she killed that dude and i was like oh don't kill that dude but otherwise Like, yeah. the little girl who wound up in the hospital wound up in the hospital because of Ralph, not because of Black Bison. Mm-hmm. So, mm, I don't know. I'm I'm on Team Black Bison. You go, Mina. Power <laughs> to the people. But, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, she so was a I, protester, I, right? Yeah, exactly. For, of a pretty noble, well, yeah. Yeah, and she had, like, PhDs or something, right? She was, like, a professor of, like, anthropology. I don't remember what it was, but... Yeah. But, yeah, so I think yeah. that it, they could have gone somewhere with that instead of it seems like they were going to in the first few scenes. And then, like you said, they were just like, okay, no, let's move on to the next. Let's move on. Um, yeah. And I think it will, the reason why I feel they did that will go into the Ralph discussion. So we can talk about it then. Mm-hmm. But for now, I liked Black Bison. I thought her power was cool, but it 
didn't go far enough, like you said. For me, I... And see, I wasn't looking at it from, like, the political aspect and so on, because, I mean, I, I just don't feel I'm educated enough to, like... I mean, I didn't even think about it until Tanya pointed out. So, uh, I mean, kudos to her for because now I I am thinking about it for sure. But I will say that the Black Bison falls into the category of one of the, sadly, tropes of, of, of The Flash, which is it's one it's on and off one-dimensional villains. Uh, I think her once it's another case of she has amazing powers. Like I think the powers were really really cool. Like it felt like like I will say this. So far, season four of the Fly has kind of felt like almost like that. They're like it's. I mean, this is gonna sound really really weird, but it's it feels like like an individual issue of a comic that each you know because this is something I could I I could totally see happen in like in a monthly Flash series where it's like a different cases all the time and so on, and where it's like. Joshua Williamson or uh, Von Jensen or whatever, but but I feel like the powers are really cool. I think they were really enta- entertaining. It was again I've never mm-hmm. seen a nightmare in a museum or whatever it's called, but I felt it was kind of it was a fun adventure. Like they're fighting a museum and there's like you've never seen Nightmare in a Museum or I don't know why I just called that Night at the Museum. I just I just said your name. Uh, I, but yeah, it's I, so it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. no, but what I, what I was gonna say was um. Like, in fact, I pointed out it was, you know, even though we've seen dinosaurs on these shows before and so on, this was a lot, like, just seeing, like, a skeleton moving was a lot more cool. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And their how... reaction to it was so funny, though. Like, they didn't even realize that it was happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, who would assume that it's, like, if, like, a dinosaur comes to war, they wouldn't have, like, at least some, you know, meat and skin on them. But I, um, no, what I... I thought that like that side of it was fun, but again, like she kind of felt a little flat. Um, like so far, I think the only villains that I've kind of really uh, of the meta bu- of the bus metas, uh, such a weird term, is I think Kilgore is probably the only <laughs> the only one I've been intrigued by so far because Becky was oh my god, like I never want to hear her talk again, uh, or at least like that way she talked. And then who else have we had so far? Um, no, I think, I mean, no, there's, there's we have Elongated Man, Kilgore, Hazard, and then Black uh, Bison, right? Black, yeah, Black Bison, yeah. I mean, and they, yep. and they were all, they were all, like, fun villains, like you said. Like, there was, like, interesting, interesting powers that make comedic moments for Barry in his fights. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing is, like, I think that we may, I, I may have different opinions about some of those weaker metahumans later in the season because I, I mean obviously these metahumans are gonna come back they're gonna come back and like I wouldn't be surprised if somehow at some point Devo brings them together as like so, so he needs them for something uh, as some sort of army and what in some capacity so I again I'm not gonna cl- close my, my book on some of these metahumans just yet because I'm sure they're gonna be back and whatnot but um, yeah I mean I felt the powers were more interesting than the character and um yeah, but it but at least we, it, it 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 had some good things, you know, for Ralph, which we, I know yeah. we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, and there was that great line about <laughs> about just I'm pretty sure it was a reference to Jurassic Park, where he's like, "Oh, that movie was all lies." When he tells when oh, he yeah. tells Barry that we they're have that, too, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like they, they can only see like they can only like their vision works with movement, so you have to be still. And then the T Rex comes after them anyway. And he's like, "Oh, the movie was lies." <laughs> oh, is that a line from the from the from the movie? Well, it's because in Jurassic Park they say like, "Oh, you have to be still so that they won't attack you," right? 
And but their visual in, acuity is based on movement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, mean, yes, yeah. yeah. Hi. So I haven't seen Jurassic movies either. So oh my, why God. are you like this, Andy? I don't. Yeah. Okay, who I'm, hurt you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I my mom was very protective of me when I was a kid. I will. <clears throat> I am. Um, <clears throat> I didn't see Star Wars until I was eighteen. Oh wow. I didn't All see. Right. I didn't see the it's Lord a good of the Rings. Age to see Star Wars, yeah. but it was. But it was ridiculous because, like, by the time I was like fifteen, I could have seen him if I wanted to. But I was like, yeah. I don't really care. Um, Lord of the Rings, I didn't see until I was eighteen either. So, um, and I. But I decided. And the first time I watched the Lord of the Rings movie, I decided to watch the extended cuts, which were amazing. That's but sweet. boy, were they long! And now we're getting a TV show. <laughs> On Amazon, um, <laughs> but let's talk. About, let's move on to something that I've been really excited about for almost two seasons now. That I've talked about on the Flashback, is wanting to see for almost two years now, and that was the concept of the Council of Wells. Harry decides to because for once he admits that he wasn't smart enough to put, to figure something out on his own, so he decides to to bring some special super friends from the multiverse together. A bunch of doppelgangers of himself. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Cavanaugh gets to play not one, not two, but four different versions of himself in this episode. So, I'm going to start with the Tanana. What did you think about the Council of uh, Wells? And did you have a favorite? Did I have a favorite? Oh my gosh. Well, what did I think? I feel like in any other episode, I would have been like, do we need a Council of Wells? But in this episode, I was like, yes. More of the wells, please. So I really loved, I really loved, I'm going to call him Cyborg Wells, even though I know that he was like Wells 2.0, but like the half human, half machine Wells, who was also Australian inexplicably, was the best Wells. And also, didn't they say that his daughter took his eye? Was that him? Oh God, the demeanor of Jesse Quick is like... Yeah, yeah, I'm like, in every universe, Jesse Quick hates her dad because her dad sucks no matter what. Although, um, we, but... never, we, we never know what the Earth... We, we don't know what Earth 1 Jesse would have been like if Harrison had actually survived. Mm. No, we do not. No, we do not. But I bet that she would have also hated her dad because Wells can't help it. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, I did. I really did enjoy the the banter between them, except that I mean, every time something's in poor taste, I gotta, t- I gotta point it out. The, the Wells, the like Matthew McConaughey Wells, that was yeah. a, that was you know not wearing pants at oh, one point. Lord. That was very much in poor taste in light of yeah, there situations were, that, that are happening. Yeah, it was there was a lot yes. of that going on this episode, and I like, <laughs> and again, it's like yeah. I know that this these episodes were written long before all these like sexual allegations came out and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but it's the same time, exactly. Of their environment. Exactly, but it's the same like, it's like they, they they it you know even if these allegations never came out and so on, you should never write those kind of jokes in your scripts. I'm just saying. Right. I mean, it was like it was just it was a little weird. But Cisco's reactions to everything really made <laughs> the Council of Wells for me. Like. Yeah. Just just having Cisco just be alternately, like, horrified and exasperated. And then at the end, actually giving, like, decent heartfelt advice where he's like, love yourself, Harry. Um, I really, I really enjoyed. The, it wasn't enough, you know? I was like, I, I could have done with a little bit more Cisco, but what I got, I loved. And, of course, you always, you know, Tom Cavanaugh has so much fun doing all the different accents, which he does so well. So if you're, you know, if if that's what you're into, then he does it. He does it. He's the best one at it. 
maybe he should also head over to uh, National City and give uh, Katie McGrath uh, some help. I love an accent. I, yeah, yeah, no, but okay, but like last so, week. You I... know what? Have I already given y'all my, my Lena theory? I just want to tell y'all, okay? Lena's accent comes from the fact that she is actually Irish, okay? And then, because her mom, the woman that What's-His-Face had an affair with was Irish, okay? And then she came in to the Luther family, and she tried to hide her accent to fit in, but she never really managed to do that, but now she can't go back to her original accent. Those years of like shame it. wore her down. I like it. Well, if only, Thank you. If only... Thank you. Only Earth Pretty Eight had some time travel that could go back in time and like fix that. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. I think oh. I, I think I think I have the Legends on speed dial here. Let me see. Um, oh, it says that the number has been disconnected, so I can't call the Legends right now. Um, and Barry is, you know, he's uh, on pro, uh, pro, prohibition, so yeah, we, Barry can't fix that either. But um, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. super, super cool fans and Lena fans. You know, I'm a, like, I love Lena Luthor. I'm just saying that every week it's like playing bingo with her accent. It's like, what accent is she doing this week? Is it Australian, British, or is it just some alien accent? Because we don't even know what it is. Andrew, what did you think of the Council of Wells? I thought, um, I thought that the first time we were meeting Hologram Wells, I enjoyed more. I think this was it went really straight for comedy. It, it kind of felt like if there was like a uh the MTV movie awards or something, they did a sketch with the host and you would have, you know, uh Tom Cavanaugh would be like, happen? "Oh yeah. Well, no, this would be funny because it's it's him. It's still funny. It's it's not a problem with his performance. It just felt more kind of slapped together." Or, or or just kind of, you know, I, I thought the first time took me by surprise. Maybe it was the expectation for this one. But there were, I didn't find the German Wells all particularly funny. They just, they each probably got like one line that felt, you know, got maybe a, a grin from me. Um, was it the then, baby line? The baby. Was it like, well, when I said that your thesis would have been done better by babies, that was a little too Oh, far. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Baby DeVoe. When he complimented him on being blunt and he said, obviously, I thought, okay. And then um, the biggest laugh was uh, that Wells from Earth, uh, Wells 2.0 respects that they both have, uh, they have both their eyes. (laughs) Two eyes. I didn't didn't get why it was so funny. I I got, I enjoyed that one made the whole thing worth it for me. But uh, mainly... I, 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 it just made me like the wells that we have too. So I have no real complaints. I did particularly, I thought it, it felt like it broke the fiction a little bit and was just the actors when Cisco said, that's burned into my brain. And he said, you're welcome. Yeah, like oh that felt like, that was my oh, favorite wells, line. he's, he's loosening up of it. Like he's actually starting to goof around a little bit. Okay. If that's what we're supposed to take away from that is that they're, He's starting to one up Cisco a little bit. Then, mm-hmm. good, good stuff. It was it was clearly meant for a couple laughs, and that is what it got. I kind of would have liked to have seen. Maybe it's just not practical on the budget. Um, an actual scene with them working, like you know, working it out in, in some yeah. way that, that was just mm-hmm. more substantial than we got. Yeah, that, I have. That's that's what 
I have a little section that I want to talk about after, but I totally agree that you'd think that we would have them actually figuring it out rather than all right. the lead up to it and then off screen. Yeah, for yeah. me, and that's what I was going to bring up. That like I, 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 I love this whole aspect of the episode, but I also was really frustrated with it because I felt that for an episode call when Harry met Harry, which I know is a reference to when Harry met Sally. Yes, I. <laughs> Yes, I haven't seen the movie either, but I could if I just remember the title, I could have pretended I had seen it. But I, for a title like that, and you know, with so much hype that we're going to see at Council of Wells, I feel like they had maybe what, like ten minutes or something total screen time. It, it was the flashpoint of this episode where it's like it's only done in a certain amount of time. Um, but for me, I, I thought all the Wells were just funny because I, I mean, I love Tom. I've loved Tom Cavanaugh as an actor since Scrubs. Okay. He's JD's big brother who, you know, like, hey, little brother. Like, did you guys, you got, you, I hope you guys watch Scrubs. I mean, as no, I know it's much, yes. much many, good, yes. good, good. As many movies as I have not seen, like, Scrubs is something everyone has to see because it's one of the best shows ever, uh, except season nine. Season nine, we don't, um, we don't talk about season nine. But, uh, so, like, yeah, talking about it, like, he's just so, he's so talented. So I, and, you know, for him to get to play so many different versions of himself in once, you know, in one, scene it you know that was phenomenal but at the same time i agree with haliana why did we pull the whole let's show how smart we are in off screenville i i just didn't like why couldn't we have seen that why, why didn't we get to see that and, and that's the thing i kind of you know i almost wish sometimes that, the, that some of these dc tv shows could be on hbo so that they could actually have 60 minutes um, <clears throat> although i guess it although i guess then you know it would be a lot more <clears throat> graphic, uh, so maybe that wouldn't help too much. But yeah, it's like I I feel I felt a little bit un, a little bit disappointed with the the lack of the council of wells when they were hyping it so much. I felt it was more the, you know, at some point there were points where they were talking more about the council than actually showing them as them. I'm like, Cisco and Harry, you can just talk about this later. Can we just go back to the other room and just talk to them, like? Also, you know, you know who is my honorable mention of, like favorite Wells, Wells the Gray. I'm just gonna say it because when he showed Wells the Gray, was not enough of him. There was not enough of him. Like it was an, an injustice that we didn't get to see uh, Wells the Gray. Like especially because we just got the, the Lord of the Rings TV news this week. So, but no, but it was funny. Like I, and it was, and the thing was, it it wasn't. It didn't feel like like it didn't feel like slapstick. It's it did feel like organic in many ways um i don't the the wells the grave might have been when it stepped over that line no 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 no, no. that was amazing (laughs) andrew Andrew, that was amazing because then what if wells the white had showed up oh there you go (laughs) because i was also amazing was when um cisco said you're sometimes you're a wizard harry yeah yep that was good I can't Never. believe we got this big of a Harry Potter reference in this season than we got in season three of The Flash when freaking Tom okay. Felton was on the show. I'm so, it was the Philosopher's Stone but that they the Philosopher's that Savitar had the whole time. But, but, screw, yeah. but screw it, the Philosopher's Stone has always been called the Philosopher's Stone in DC Universe. Like, J.K. Rowling did not make I, J.K. Rowling was not first to make that, Patty. I know, I'm just saying, it's still a... Harry Potter reference when Tom <laughs> Felton is on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish they just like 
He could have said something like, you know, oh, I wait till my father hears about this. But instead of doing it in, in an aggressive way, like in the movies, he could have just said, like, <laughs> wait, till, wait till my father hears about this ex- extraordinary discovery I just made in Central City or something. Like, I don't... <sighs> oh, Julian. Where have you gone? Oh, wait, wait, right. He went back, went, he went back to London to stay with his family right, that, yeah. that supposedly hated him. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um what shade? I don't know what you're talking about, Andrew. Don't accuse me of shade. <laughs> um, but no, I, I hope we, you know, I hope this becomes an annual tradition that, um, okay, maybe that was redundant saying tradition after annual, but like an annual event each year on The Flash where we do have the Council of Wells and we get to see more of them because I, by the time we get to season 7 or season 10 of this, this show, because who knows, uh, I mean, God knows how long these shows can go on, I want a scene with 52 Wells says, just so I could scream at these and be like, see what happens when you pick the your the the wrong number to make your favorite number? I would put all my best Harley Quinn boys and go like, number? <laughs> beautiful. Do you love that number? Dan Dio? Your, your accent work? I mean, Katie McGrath, I hope you're, I hope you're noticing. Oh, Andrew, stop it. <laughs> no, go on, go on. Keep... But yeah, flattering, right. flattering, flattering me. I mean, like, we, screw this episode. We can just just compliment me. No. Well, speaking of people in need of some uh, moral correcting here and need to be taught humility. Ouch. Uh, what, do you mind if I uh, uh, give Ralph Dibney the spotlight? Yes, go for it. Because uh, it really was the main. I think Tatiana, yeah. you kind of said right. This is this was the episode about making Ralph. Know what it means to be a hero, which in season... Are we in season four? We are. It, it says on the do- document, Andrew. Right? I think we know now what being a superhero is, but Ralph doesn't. Uh, and in, if, if you were expecting some kind of nuanced um, <laughs> kind of crisis about what it means to be a hero and how do you prioritize things, uh, Ralph learns that when you don't get a little girl out of the way of, out of a falling uh, power pole... Uh, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Especially don't instead just grab onto the fleeing vehicle's bumper for like 20 plus seconds of just sliding back and forth, which mm-hmm. felt, uh, I, I, the, I think the problem here is that if this wasn't a superhero show, this would all be, I think it would be pitch perfect for, Ralph's character and Barry's ability to kind of teach for once. Like, we didn't really get that to get to see that with Wally. Wally was kind of a good kid anyway. So yeah. having him teach how to be altruistic is is good. And I think that their chemistry is good. But I thought that in the, in the context of being a superhero, there was stuff kind of put aside or maybe not as true to itself just for the sake of the story. Like, I don't know in what world Cisco is satisfied with that suit. Right. Well, that, that rang so false to me that he said, oh, forget it. Because he said, this is the suit? And I thought, yeah, Cisco, I mean, at least make it black or, you know. Maybe he just be hates some... Ralph because he's like, Ralph is taking my spot as best friend. Therefore, I'm going to make him an <laughs> ugly ass suit. <laughs> I'm not the new hero anymore. Yeah, oh, fair. <laughs> okay, you get, that's the man. only explanation for that suit. That's you, the yeah, only you, 
explanation. Like, are you guys having like a, like a shade off or something? Because I don't know who's like, I mean, you guys are just <laughs> living with like, what's the gif of uh, someone like throwing away salt or something like that? Uh, That's us to Ralph. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. Wait, wait, is that what it is? Like, it's, it's salt, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah salty. I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess you can be salty. Yeah. 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 I mean, for I me, think Cisco would be the salty one in this story. Yeah, Cisco, Cisco is the salty one. Yes, Cisco is the one who's salty. <laughs> he sees what's going on. He's not blind. Yeah. Good for him. Were you? Were you? Did you have lesser problem? Were you all about Ralph? Uh, I was. I'll be honest. I was surprised when they had that telephone pole actually hit that little girl. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised too. Also, I, those were the most aggressive, energetic power lines I've ever <laughs> seen in fiction, and that was insane. Like, I was jumping on, on the couch watching this thing, because it was like, are those things going to explode? Like, are they going to strangle somebody? <laughs> Did you really jump on the couch? Because in that case, yes. you, you need to start filming yourself. I was. I was Tom Cruise on Oprah. I was like, ah, <laughs> up on the couch. But yeah, I, I thought that well, maybe kind of- maybe it was uh, it was good where it ended. Because I thought him with that little girl was sweet, and how when he was talking to Barry about it, it did affect him. Like, um, I thought, yeah, I, th- I think from a performance standpoint, it was all great. I just thought the kind of super part of the story ended up taking away more than it brought. Yes, I agree. I mean, and my thing with it is that I think that Hartley Sawyer is such a great actor. Um, mm. He really just like embodies. Ralph, what they've given him for Ralph and like even just like when you hear his voice in an interview it's so different from Ralph and yet Ralph doesn't feel fake so I'm like he's doing a great job I love him I, I stan Hartley Sawyer but Ralph Girl, I get, just, get out of the way I saw him first <laughs> <laughs> I just want to gouge my eyeballs out because I don't know it's it's even like even this whole like super basic like yes to be a hero you should try to save people before trying to catch the villain like good job ralph you know um aside from that the fact that they really literally have him like literally in the workplace to caitlin's face giving her her measurements when he's supposed to be complimenting her about her intelligence and what that gets is like a look from Barry and Iris, and just, like, a sigh. And then no one's talking to Ralph about, hey, when you talk to women, you don't talk to them like objects. You talk to them like people. No one wants to have that conversation with him. So I just don't know what... Am I supposed to like him? Because it doesn't matter if he... Yeah, I don't get why he was even measuring them to begin with. Because... Because he's a horn dog. Oh, wow. He just wants to have... Yeah. Exactly. He can't can't possibly help it. I wonder if someone really hurt him... Uh, like whether it was a man or a woman, who who know? I mean, you know, I, I, I wonder. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like the thing, I just really need them to kind of, you know, like get, you know, get to it. All right, like get to the point why he became such a, like mm. here's the thing. You can be snarky, you can be sleazy, whatever, and so on, but you don't have to be a creep about it. Um, like I feel like if we by the time we get to episode nine or ten, this need, this phase needs to be over. He cannot, like, yeah. Like this, because that needs to be done with. But at that point, like I feel like he yeah. needs to be. But you know, and maybe maybe that was a sign in this episode when he was talking about like he kept talking about you know I, I have a special girl I have to go see and so I'm like oh Jesus who is he gonna go date now that is not Sue Debney, but then is a little girl and I'm like like here's the thing these 
Arrowverse shows, they don't really surprise me anymore as often. But th- this was one of the first moments in a, in a while that I did get surprised. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yeah. that line could have been so stereotypical. Like, I'm just going to go stay his own girl. Like, I'm going to be a womanizer and, you know, like... Run, you know, dancing off to Britney Spears' womanizer and go make out with every woman I see on the street or something like that. It's like, I thought we were going to go through some like really bad music video where he's just like making a fool out of himself on his day. But no, he went to go see that little girl at the hospital. Although, let me, I have to ask this, and this has to do with also with the fact how the doctor of that little girl was able to give medical information to those two non-family members. Please tell me that it was a deleted scene where they told them that we are with CCPD and we're investigating this because otherwise I'm like, and I don't even know if that's <laughs> it. Because I'm like, hold on. You ain't family for her. Like, I know, like, it's like, I mean, you're good looking, whatever, boys, but it's like, you, 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 like, you don't know her. Like, how do you, like, how, how does right. this work? And then, even though I thought it was so sweet when he went to go sit with her and made like, made, like balloon animal stuff like that with his arms and so on. Again, I'm like, I mean, do I need to call security or is or is he good? Because like technically, <laughs> is, is, is he with CCPD at this point or is he like aliens? Like he's what? not. No, he's, he's okay. not. Okay, so this could be seen as slightly creepy. Um, but again, he was. <laughs> but 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 again, if like if it wasn't for the fact that we didn't get all the context of him feeling really bad about how she was doing and stuff like that, about the fact that she yeah. got hurt, I think like if the, if that part hadn't been in there, this would have been super creepy. But again, oh, but, but, um, and again, like, but yeah, I, it was like his one redeeming thing this episode. Oh, well, the other thing, of course, was giving back um, the bison necklace to the Sioux people. But I have a quibble with that just because I think that it would have been nice for him to give it back to Mina, you know, yeah. and have her send it because that's her. That was like her story. You know, like that's what she was after and what she wanted. So for him to have done it was like nice. But I thought it was kind of like, oh, they just took what that from her to make to give him something redeeming, which doesn't negate his gross, creepy behavior. Yeah. Other than that, so yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel. I mean, I mean, we we have we have seen worse in the Arrowverse. I mean, we. I mean, I'm not gonna name any names, but I mean, there. I mean, there are some bad male characters in the Arrowverse. So. um but again, I hope that whatever, like, here's the thing, I don't mind him being, like, a rough patch. I don't mind him being, you know, a little snarky, a little sassy, whatever. I just need all the sexism to just go away. Um, right. Like, like, I mean, I don't think there's anything sex about, like, dating, like, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, being someone that dates different women. Not at the no. same time, of course. Like, if you're dating at the same no, but time, you could out. be a player. You could be a player. Uh, by I, treating I, women no no listen if you treat women like in a way that they want to be treated so they want to date you then yeah it makes sense that you're dating a lot of women but he's not a player he's not a womanizer he's just a dude who's like hi boobs instead of hi name of woman so like yeah. that's why he's not getting any action women don't want to be with him because he's a creeper it has nothing to do with being a womanizer or being a player he's just creepy yeah and i think and again i think that that's hopefully gonna go away like, I mean, wish I, I wish I could say tomorrow, next week, it's going to be gone. It's probably not going to be gone. Uh, but I feel like, but although if this episode is an, an indicator is that I think he's on his way to get there. Like, I think he's going to like, he's yeah. pr- like, like, again, I, I prefer when he is just like, he's, I like, like something I liked, you know, with him in this episode in terms of like how he was like kind of 
personality-wise clash with Barry was his different view of being a hero. That he's like, well, Barry, you could have run to her, you could have stopped her, and then gotten back and stopped the car, like, or whatever. Like he said, like, he was basically saying that what some of some listeners and viewers probably would say is that you could you could have done both, and but yeah, it's like so I feel like in that in that way, I think it works for him to be different, um, from Barry and so on. But yeah, I, I, the whole sleazy, sexy douche thing, it needs to go away, and I. I mean, I know the episodes are been shot, they've all been edited, and they're probably like, already ready to screen next week and stuff like that, but it's like... But I agree with you that they're probably, um, what's the word, melding all those things. Like, they probably see the things he did at the end of the episode as somehow redemptive of the stuff he was doing earlier, you know? And even the being gross and objectifying women is just under the umbrella of just, I don't know how to be a hero. So now that he's learning to be a hero, he will suddenly also stop objectifying women, even though they're not the same thing. I hope he he does apologize to Caitlyn, kind of like, or at least like, or at least does something nice for her. Like maybe like I don't know, like like buy her like a, her favorite bottle of champagne or wine or something like that, and be like, you know what, you could either smash it into my head if you want to, or you know you can have like a like just don't freeze that, just don't freeze, that. and don't date her. Please. It's not gonna, Tally. Uh, Tally I'm okay. just. I'm very concerned. Okay, A- Andrew, be be our therapist for a second. Tally, we've talked about this off air. It's not, <laughs> they're not. They're not gonna date. I don't want it to happen. Uh, but but Tally, Tally, we've talked about this. I have PTSD. Andrew, Andrew, are you? Uh, no, Andrew, are you taking notes? <laughs> Brittany's not here today. She's sick, so you know. So you have to take. You, you have to be our therapist. Take take notes of this, Tally. We've talked about this. If they're not gonna date. <laughs> Uh, if anything, they will probably find some weird way to bring Ronnie back. Um, even though there's, I know, a kid on the tomorrow called Ronnie. So, you know, not saying there's any connections, but I'm just saying. Maybe that is Ronnie. He'll oh. just age up. Whoa. <laughs> it's Ronnie again. I mean, I mean, Victor Garber, Ronnie Bell, they just don't look anything alike. Um, and they are nothing al- And also, like, personality boys are nothing alike either. So, um, <laughs> read into that what you will. But, um... Yeah, I think that Ralph is, again, I think the fact that all, like, all this sex, you know, like, sexist comments, so it's definitely coming at a bad time, for sure. I mean, oh, it should have never been there, I think. But at the same time, I think it's definitely a lot more sensitive right now because of everything that's going on. So hopefully, I can only hope and wish that next week, and then whenever we see him again, because I don't think he's going to be in the crossover. I don't think he was filming for the crossover at all. So I don't, you know, we, next week will probably be the last time we see him for a while. And then maybe he's mm-hmm. back in the finale and stuff, in winter finale and stuff like that. But um, yeah, but um, but at least, but, but so far, like, are, you, are we all like, like, is he? He hasn't crossed a line too far for us to start hating him, have we? Uh, I think that honestly, Harley Sawyer is projecting a nicer person than the writing is. So. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to go a long way. <laughs> and when he starts being a better person, I'll feel like that is truer than what we're getting here. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He's doing such a he's doing he's elevating the material. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be on board with it when he changes. Like if they just dropped this gross aspect next episode and never even brought it up as something that changed, <laughs> I would just forget. I would just be like, oh, I love yeah. I love Ralph now. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's that Harley's performance definitely does help a lot. I mean, I will say. I look forward to see more of what Ralph will, um, what what he will do next coming week. I will say though that I the, the suit, um, 
How come he gets an, a more Iron Fisty looking costume before Iron Face actually gets his actual costume? Like, just pr- put a little green and yellow on it, and it's Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Also, like, uh, looks like um, Jimmy Olsen in the, like... Jimmy Olsen? Pre-New 52, when he got his... He was Power Man, was it? Shoot. Gosh, I can't what, remember this. Was Someone he... out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, Google Google probably knows what, what, what you're talking about. Yeah, so, uh... Google, help me out here. Um... It's actually Sir Google. No, it's actually like Dame Google. So Jeeves. Have... How about out here? Uh, Jimmy Olsen, Mr. Action. Mr. That's, what I, that's what I was getting uh, a sense. What? And they, and the best thing they could do for him on Super Bowl was making him Guardian. They could have gone with Mr. Action. That would have been, been so much more fun, I think. I mean, that would have been brilliant if they'd gone that route, but oh well. Um... Yeah, I just need to upgrade the suit as quickly as possible, and um, I I feel like Cisco's justification of like it's a prototype. It's more like the it's almost like the writer saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait till we know if it's worth investing in a suit for 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 Ralph." Like, I mean, really, like what like what else does he need to do? He just needs to put some color on it. Although, can can we talk about one thing that kind of like I didn't think notice it until I, saw, I watched the episode for the second time. Can Barry stop, like, burying all the time when he's, like, saving someone? Burying? Yeah, I, 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 like, uh. I, I'm so out of word. I, I'm so out of terms that I had to make a word out of his name. It's like, okay, you know what? Here's the solution. Boy needs the, that freaking flash ring already. He can't be saving people in broad daylight. Oh, I mean, I know he was. Oh, with save. his own outfit? With his own outfit? Yeah. <laughs> It was like, and also, I don't like his jacket. Like, I know last week we were, t- like, I think Amy and Brittany, Andrew and Brittany were talking about um, his bad jacket on the, at the bachelor party. But this week, I'm the one who's like, I don't like his new jacket. I want him to just wear that red jacket he always wears. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or have Cisco make a freaking flash ring already. Andrew, can, Andrew, tell me, why haven't they done, made, made uh, why haven't they made him the flash ring yet? I mean, I don't think the flash ring works in like any live action <laughs> version of it. Um, reverse flash did it, and he looked great. Yeah, but that uh, it, it didn't make any sense. Like it, it but talking it appeared shark, out of nothing. <laughs> talking shark. It has and to tele- make sense. Wait, well, no, it has wait, wait, wait. to. It has to. Telepath- the problem the was his came from the future. So they didn't uh-huh. need to explain why or how it worked. But Harry said in season two that he could make it. He knows a thing a thing or two about micro microtechnology. I feel like once I feel like that you take a weird, really clear step into fantasy when you start doing that, and I feel like they have oh, their hands right. full enough with science fiction. Because because talking sharks and telepathic gorillas and you know fast running men that hey that, that that's okay, but not a ring with a costume. The gorilla <laughs> stuff is explained with science. With science, okay. Tangent. Explain to me science. Dark matter <laughs> from like like outer space or something like that? From a particle yeah, accelerator? Yeah. Dark matter, dark energy. I mean that's at least like but that that that's like comic book science fiction. The and the, the thing with the ring was that it's made from a fabric that can compact and then expands when it gets to air, but but Barry's suit is not fabric. Like 
even in the modern comics, when it stopped being just a like a latex bodysuit, they said, okay, we can't do that. We're going to have weird expanding metal panels that come out of the ring and and it lock onto his body to make a suit, which is like, yeah, that, that's cool, but are we going to show that effect every time it happens? Because then we're spending a lot of money to do something that is really cool, and then we'll never show it. You know what I mean? So I, I get why it's just right, like... you make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I have explained science. Well, you also crushed my dreams too, but but you know, but hey, that's you know, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you're having a good day. Uh, I'm crying inside right now. I am. I'm also crying. I can't uh, believe that. Uh-huh. But let, okay, well, let's get to one Screwing of the, my life. Let's get to one of the final <laughs> discussion points of this episode. So we uh, there is a big progression in the DeVoe storyline. So they, you know, even the episode opens up with the mechanic just like storming in, like you know, like what were you thinking? What like now they're gonna know about you and so on. And then the episode ends with. I mean, off screen, you know, the the Harrison's, you know, figuring out how to. Fi- okay, can, did, did anyone actually pick up on what he said? Like how they actually found him? Like how they figured it was Clifford? I think they they cross referenced each other's theories for like finding serial killers or something. Yeah, and then we're like, the most likely one is this dude based on all of these different factors. Sure, I'm I'm good with that. Uh, but they basically <laughs> they found out that his name is Clifford DeVoe, and he lives on some whatever whatever, whatever random street, five five five. And they go to see him, but they little do they know that DeVoe is observing them through the samurai camera head. Um, sorry, I'm still getting used to the fact that there's something called samurais, and they get quite surprised when they show up at their doorstep. There's a welcome mat. Um, <laughs> I love when Joe was like, "What's the villain has a welcome mat?" I'm like, "Joe, you don't know them. You could be, they could be like, you know, well, you know, welcome, my dear, to your impending <laughs> doom." I don't know. Like, it's like, you know, you don't know them, Joe. Don't judge. Don't judge judge a book by its cover. In this case, a door mat in front of a door. Um, Andrew, what, what what did you think about the surprise twist that the Vo and the mechanic pull at the end? Um, well, they're like a couple. I guess, are they're the DeVos, I guess? Yeah, they're a wholesome couple. Yeah. Well, you know what? In this, uh, in this uh, gender politically charged arena, I can finally say it totally makes sense why she's been nagging him crickets. Oh. And you, <laughs> and you can tweet and wow. uh, no, I'm kidding. Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, that's... Uh, what What did I say? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought that was... It was an incredibly weird, like, I, I, I it was funny because when they did the, like, electricity, you know, the zap zap thing, I, I, that was like, oh, that's the end. Because <laughs> it was such a weird, like, oh, that's yeah. where we're leaving it. Like, I guess, okay, they're just a normal, I mean, is this literally the same people? Does that, by extension, mean that that cool future thing is in their basement? Like Coolest basement ever. Hashtag. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, don't I know. Think, I think it is. I think it has to be in their basement because they just literally ran upstairs and put on a new outfit, and then they were ready. This is so great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Let, me, let me let me make it cooler. How about that they have an underground station, like like a bat cave. So like that, that way, like if you open up the ground at the bottom, like they go down to the basement and they open up the floor and it takes you to a, a further level. <laughs> You've just been Inception, yo. Their basement has a basement. Yeah, I I don't Inception. know. I, I'm kind of it's it's so a shock setup that I'm just kind of holding off to see what 
literally what are the next lines spoken when you said a did you talk about a as imperial liar a because this is something they would totally do i'm just saying no we do not (laughs) he's talking about a as in the article a Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah it was definitely like it saved the episode for me almost because i really just liked how quickly like because like you know, mechanic was like freaking out about like the timetable changing or whatever early on, and thinkers like, yeah. no, it's just going to end with me winning. Don't worry about it. Just like this argument's going to end with me winning, so don't even argue with me. And <laughs> and then at the at the last second, it was like, oh, it's time. And then they were already like, he got like hours worth of makeup or something because he looked totally different. And she pulled off being his like devoted wife. Just so well. Like, I just really, I just was so, I just had so much fun. Devoted! Devoted! Hunting! Yeah. And I will say there's a little bit, there's a little bit of, like, weird ableism going on. Like, I don't know what's going on with this. Because first we had, um, Wells, Don, who was in the wheelchair, Mm -hmm. but it was, like, fake wheelchair. And so then it's like, oh, he could never be evil because he's in a wheelchair. Um, even though it was a fake disability, which was no good, very bad. And now this, and then this season, it's like he is literally in a wheelchair. And then Barry and Joe see that he's in a wheelchair. And this seems to make them think, oh, no, he cannot be bad. Yeah, come on, Again, fool me once, guys. Come on. Time. Anyway, I yeah. think that, I think, that, okay, so I don't think, I don't think that the, uh, the, like, I don't think Barry is going to fall for it. I think it's going to make it even more suspicious. It's like, it's, it's, it's this person's name, but he's in a wheelchair because something must be off. So because right, I, based, on the, based on the promo, it definitely seems like he's not going to fall for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, because that, because I think, I, I was mentioning in my review for TV tonight that, you know, this season is really about intelligence. Uh, it's no mm-hmm. longer about, like, who the F is the fastest man alive, whatnot, because, good lord. It's never Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. I mean, I'm, you want to put up any other Arrowverse hero against him and see who's faster than him? Oh, right, right, right. no one is faster. He's, you're right. He is the fastest Arrowverse hero. I'm just saying, those villains. I'm so glad it's not a speedster because every time they were faster than him, and it was horrible. But but it's still but now, an origin story for Barry. Like he's not mm-hmm. the like he's not completely the Flash yet. I sound so apologetic. No, and at this point in his career, actually, as Black Bison proved, if you can get out of the room into the staircase, <laughs> he just kind of calls it a day. <laughs> Wait, what, what scene are you referring that to? That, when they when freaking... She escaped. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. It's like, worst cop got, Like, you ever. can still hear her footsteps on the stairs, like, in the background. He's like, look, the important thing... Is that I in a split second jumped in and saved that guy? Who knows if she's made it to her car by now? Who knows if she's still in the parking lot? He was lot? tired. Okay, man's busy. Man's busy. Man's planning a <laughs> wedding off screen somewhere. Yeah, true. You know, speaking of things that I thought was going to be that I didn't think was going to be off screen, but that, that actually did come back to be on screen was the therapist session with the uh, yes. Although, okay, wait, one okay, just to finish off the devote thing, like. Are we intrigued by this, or are we kind of like, oh no, they're heading down a bad path? No, I'm totally intrigued. I'm definitely ready for them to, like, go toe-to-toe, and, like, you know, for Barry to know exactly who the villain is, and then mm-hmm. half. But, but, because the problem is that, like, he has nothing on that man, right? Like, he can't be like, this man is the villain! And then everyone else is like, okay, but what are you talking about? Why is he a villain? What has he done? Right? Nothing. So, he has to 
find a way to outsmart the thinker. And that's exciting to me. Also, yeah. I think it's super exciting that I, I, I see, I, I feel Trial of the Flash coming towards me. <laughs> oh no, is it. that no oh no, is no. that what they're doing? It's too soon. Is it too soon? Is it? Okay, so oh, 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 in oh. the first you know how the first half of the season will be like foreshadowing the second half of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the premiere of season three, Barry walks in and is like, Where's Iris? And they're like, Where's Iris? And then he's for like two seconds, they're like, Oh shit, she's dead, but no, she's just not talking to them, right? But then later in the second half, it's like, Oh shit, she's dead. So this half, it's like Barry's like, oh, I went to jail because of drunk fight. As long as it's not done as just one episode, I, I'm like, like what, what? one episode. No, it has to be at How? least three episodes. Yes, yes, it does. But which, no, which, you know what? Thinkers. That mm-hmm. that would cause. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh God. Okay. <clears throat> This would give them a reason to have Kid Flash be the Flash for a while. Exactly, exactly. Kid Flash would get to be the Flash while the but Flash it's, but it's is such, in jail. But it's such a bad circle to be. I feel like they should be able to be Central City's protectors together, like not one at a time. But well, maybe one day they'll learn how to do that. Um, or you know, maybe now the person that said that they didn't know how to do that is gone, so maybe someone else will figure it out. So. Yes. I mean the shade, the shade level in this episode. I mean, like, I mean, where's that? Let me get get myself a fan and just go like the shade, the shade I'm of sorry, it all. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, but look, if, no, if, if, so if, Andrew, do you have any any other thoughts about the the Vos plot? Are you are you intrigued? Or are you kind of like, oh no, am I gonna have to talk about this for for the next sixteen episodes of the season? I want to know if that regular wheelchair hovers. That's a good question. That is, I mean, that's. that's no question right now is stupid when it comes to uh what are you implying no no i was i was complimenting it's, i mean like, not, no question is dumb right now because of the mystery of devoe and his devoted wife devoted wife I that's am... tatiana's fault that's tatiana don't blame me <laughs> she came on I here am, she uh... came on here and gave her bad puns and now like i like the bad pun uh, and now i use the bad excuse me i am isn't my puns are never bad they are unique and incredible just like me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next pun. <laughs> I feel like That's every, why is everyone staring at me for something? I can feel the eyes, like from Canada and LA, staring at me through my computer <laughs> screen. And, no, but I'm looking forward to it, see what they're gonna do. I uh, but next week, I mean, we're really gonna learn more about the vote next week, so that will be that will be fun. But yeah, let's go for some the, the quick fun stuff. Um, Sharon Finkel came back and. Boy, she's a good therapist. She just like put him under a, a hypnosis that easily. Yeah, she's like a two for one special, man. She's saving, she's saving West Allen's marriage and also making Ralph to be a better person with hypno- hypnosis. Incredible. Wait, th- th- that's that's the solution. Let's just lock away his sleaziness. <laughs> well, um, Barry did ask um, Sharon Finkel to to fix his personality, so hopefully, hopefully, she works her magic. I like Sharon Frankel. I hope she comes back for more episodes. Yeah. She should be the minister of the of the West Island wedding. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am. Um, any other thoughts before we wrap this up? I, I mean, I want to say it's not my favorite episode. It's probably the weakest episode of the season, but it had a lot of good moments that will probably be be, be good payoffs for down the line in the season. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I will say that. 
because y'all, what y'all are not going to do is have me on a podcast and then have me not talk about Iris. I have to say <laughs> that, <laughs> that I wasn't even like try, I wasn't even like, planning that. Like you, you, you're not going to get to talk to. Her. Like if you want to talk about, it, go for it. I mean, that's that's I what knew, I knew. I knew in this. my heart. I knew in my heart that this episode would have very little Iris, and uh, my heart was right. But despite that, I I love how we see her being the leader in subtle ways. You know, even though some of those ways are happening off screen, like when she was like, Wes and West on the case, and then they came back the next scene, like they walked out, and then they walk right back in with the information. Hashtag deleted scene. <laughs> yes. But, um, and also how she was the one that figured out that Black Bison was the meta in question, because she saw the necklace, you know, stuff like that. Also, she, like, reads the room really well. So I like that they're utilizing her skill set, finally, in Star Labs, even though obviously I would prefer her to have an actual storyline where she's a journalist. But since the CCPN set has been torn down, I'm happy with her. The hell was journalistic. Oh no, wait, I, you know what? I knew that because I saw it in uh, Craig yeah. uh, Flash TV News' uh, interview with her. So um, also, you know, hashtag you for can CCPN. See that your eyeballs. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, um, I like that we're getting to see her journalistic skills being put to use as the leader of Team Flash. So that makes me very happy. You go, Iris. Andrew, do you have any any additional thoughts about this episode? I would like to request permission from Tatiana to use that quote. I would prefer she had an actual storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever it applies in or around <laughs> DCW TV shows. Yes, and I think that it applies quite often for many people in DCTV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh my only final thought would be I feel I need to correct when 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 Indiana Jones would say Never seen it either. belongs well that's fine. I mean you've got a great viewing list of just your best years are ahead of you with all these <laughs> movies in them. When he would say it belongs in a museum, he was saying that in opposition to people who wanted to go into a, you know, historical place where these things were and take them for a profit uh he was not saying it like two descendants of those people who thought that it was wrong that those things had been taken and put into a museum right. divorced from that culture so while i i appreciate the joke that was dropped between the two of them i object wholeheartedly to the entire premise of it yeah i totally agree with that for sure, for sure. All right, let's do some quick feedback and then wrap up this episode. So, Taddy, what since uh, since you are a guest host, would you mind reading us some feedback from our listeners? Because I, I guess I, I'm not a good reader, and you know, and I, you know, and um, and Andrew, he's also busy planning a wedding, so it's like, I mean, we're just saying we have bad excuses. No, I mean, Andrew has a good one. I'm just lazy. All right, here we go from antisocial Jbug. Sure, Ralph is progressing as a superhero, but I feel like Barry's mentoring has helped in his progress as a person. I haven't liked Ralph, but this episode changed my view of him a bit. He has a long way to go, but he's definitely on his way to becoming a better person. Hashtag The Flash. Also, loved the episode, but the Council of Wells could definitely use a couple more members. I agree with you, antisocial J-Bug. And we should have had more Gandalf the Grey. Anyway, J. Ray... J.R. Ray. 
Well, in general, I don't think it was their best ep. Council of Wells really detracted from the episode. They had some funny moments, but overall, I would have rather spent more time on the A-plot. Hmm. Love Black Bison and kind of wish she had a better episode to debut in. Yes, that I agree with. Ralph fortunately had a lot of growth. I know he's supposed to be selfish, but to the point of not caring about civilians over catching criminals was a bit much. I thought the therapy scene with Barry and Iris was funny. Barry and Iris didn't really have any scenes, which was sad. Could have trimmed a Harry scene to fit in a West Allen scene. Episode 7 looks much better. BJP211. Good episode. Ralph is hilarious. Hope uniform gets better. Flash must hate suits of armor. Okay, meta of the week, but not the best. Two weeks <laughs> until crossover. <laughs> Can't wait. Good episode. Council of Wells, amazing. Ralph is hilarious. Oh, it's the same thing over again. I'm sorry. I just read your thing twice. That's because it was so nice. I had to say it twice. All right. Austin Lee Mead. So I like that we are seeing Ralph growing and stretching more as a character and not just a punchline. Also, mm. what can I say? More Harry is that, you know, A-OK symbol. And at the end, still a little confused on how dark matter gave specific powers. Is it just what their emotions were at that moment? Well, I say yes, it's what their emotions were at that moment. And Andrew says the speed mm -hmm. force works in mysterious ways. Bingo. <laughs> All right. Here is an email from Lauren Waters. Hi, guys. So possibly an unpopular opinion. It's not, Lauren. Don't worry. But I intensely disliked this episode. The literal only part I remember liking is the mugging at the beginning, which I found actually funny, especially because I think it was the same guy who mugged Barry in season one. Yeah. But why was why was that guy trying to mug them in the middle of the day on a pretty well-populated street? Well, he's a very bad mugger. Anyway, the term, anyway, the term I found best summed up this week's episode was tone deaf. Mm -hmm. The lack of indigenous representation in the writer's room was obvious, the lack of sensitivity with Black Bison's story. But my biggest problem was with Ralph. I understand that we're not supposed to like Ralph, but I couldn't get over his blatant disrespect for women, especially when he referred to Caitlin by her measurements instead of her name. Then, when she was clearly offended by this, the rest of the team just brushed it off like it was nothing. I get that this episode was submitted before the news about Andrew Kreisberg came out and made it even worse. But even before that, I don't understand how a show that how a show can preach feminism one week, then use disrespecting women's bodies as humor the next. It also makes Ralph a hero that's not it also makes Ralph a hero that's not just hard to cheer for, but one who I don't want to cheer for. Anyway, just really disappointed in this week. Well, I'm sorry, Lauren, but at least that next week looks much better and much more exciting. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, no, I'm... No, again, I, I, think, I think, to be honest, I think a lot of people were very mixed about this episode. And you know, I think they're very right about it. I, I was, you know, like I said, it, it is not my favorite episode at all. It's probably my least favorite. You know, it's, it's probably... The episode I I dislike the most in all of the Flash. Like, I I I don't have an episode that I hate of the Flash. Uh, like I have episodes I hate of other shows, but the Flash I've never had an episode where I straight up hated. But this was definitely one I really really disliked because there was there was a lot of parts that didn't that didn't work and 
And again, it's like, I mean, we shouldn't just like brush it off and just say, oh, but you know, it was just this week. It might be getting better next week or something. But yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I will say it's interesting to me because I loved the second episode, Mixed Signals. That was one of my favorite episodes this season. Mm -hmm. Episodes two and three were my favorite. But I love Mixed Signals and this is the same writers as that episode. And yet I feel so differently about it, even the humor. So I don't know if it's like Ralph, you know, (laughs) if that made the biggest difference. But even in the second episode, I will say that part where Caitlin was talking about, oh, when women, you know, you don't know what women mean because they say one thing, but they mean the other thing, you know? And that was kind of like a much subtler, (laughs) less awful version of Ralph this week. (laughs) So maybe don't do that, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm. I mean, hopefully it will get better from here, and that they will. I mean, maybe you know, maybe Caitlin and Iris can get you know get back from saying the sexist comments, and you know, I mean, I don't, I know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it's gonna make things you know, even or whatever, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with Ralph getting some punishment, um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, but that's that's our, our feedback for this week. And you know, if you guys want to send us your thoughts about the Flash every week, just tweet us at the Flash Podcast or email us theflashpodcast@gmail.com, and we'll read as many as we have time for on the show. But that's gonna be it. And uh, it was uh, an interesting episode discussion. And I'm glad that you know, despite our qualms, we were able to you know get into something you know a fun discussion. You know, because yeah, I I never imagined doing a Flash, Flash Podcast episode that would start on start out with such you know very down, down news and then somehow we were able to pick up you know the light beat you know uh, beat again in the discussion so i i i'm glad we were able to do that um and um you know now we're we're very close now to the crossover you know which is a i think that's it almost feels like that that's why i don't know it always feels like that all the error shows when they're in the first half of the season they're always in these like weird faces right before the crossover and then once the crossover is aired like things really start to pick up really quickly and um so I'm just looking forward to getting to a crossover zone. But next episode, next week's episode does look really, really good. Um, because of Devo, I'm really excited to see what we're going to learn about him. And um, actually, you know, also speaking of the crossover, just you know, because I think we should probably start letting people know that you, that uh, there's going to be a podcast crossover this year again, and uh, you're going to be getting news about that actually very soon. So stay tuned. But. Uh, but yeah, let's do some quick plugs and then we're going to wrap up the show. So, Tanya, first of all, thank you so much for coming on and uh, uh, talking about the Flash, because we always love when you're on. So, tell well, me. thank what... you for having me and for accepting my shade. No, I mean, look, here. <laughs> look. Anytime. I, I've been shading. Look, here's the thing. If I'm allowed to shade, all y'all on this podcast are allowed to shade too. And, like. Yes. Like I almost, I, I actually hope that you know because I don't know, I, I feel like Amy and Brittany like they, they they never shade. I hope we at some point we get to see them do that because like you know I know I, I think it's fun when people get to shade whether it's on Twitter or if it's on podcast stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah, and that way we don't get a sunburn. It's important. Yes. <laughs> and that took so the beat was so long. I was like Tom Cavanaugh there waiting for you to laugh at me. And Andrew, just your smile and nod, just smile and nod. <laughs> no kidding. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so tell us where they can find you on social media and your other projects that you're up to. Awesome. You can find me at Marcella's Ear. That's how y'all say it. <laughs> M-Y-R-C-E-L-L-A-S Ear. On Twitter and on Instagram. And you can also find me at Valerie M. 
Pérez on Tumblr or go check out our podcast with ladies talking about DCTV, Ladies with Gumption. So we are at DCTV Gumption on Twitter. You can find the podcast there. That's a that's actually a really great handle. That's actually a really good handle. Just saying. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm pr- I think it was definitely May or Jessica. It was not me who came up with it. So I can't take any credit. What, was it May? <laughs> I think, yeah, May or Jessica. I'm not sure which one. Well, they're lovely people. So yeah, guys, make sure to check out that podcast. And uh, you also work for it with an accent and a mall port. And what else are you up to? Oh, that's right. I write Flash comic book reviews on Flash podcast. Oh, right. You do that too. I write- <laughs> I do that too, yeah. And I write Marvel comic reviews at the Marvel Report. And then I write other reviews on with an accent. So yeah, check me out. And where can people find you on social media? And I don't know, do you do any writing? I do. You can uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice. Uh, you can also find me writing on ScreenRant.com. There's going to be a lot of writing coming with Justice League debuting. So Hell yeah! Finally, we're hashtag all and mofos. Yep. <laughs> what? Why? What's Agreed. A- Ditto. What am I left to say? Hashtag league up. Hashtag Martha. Martha was. <laughs> Martha was 2K18. Yep. I, what is hashtag what? where's Martha? Hashtag unite the seven. Hashtag Martha for GL. Hashtag Martha for president. I mean, I prefer Green Lantern. So I'm just saying, make it happen, guys. But yeah, follow. I'm I'm not. I'm a shameless self promoter. So just follow me on Twitter, and you're safe. Well, I mean, I mean you don't be shame. Don't be shameless. I mean, that's a, that's a great Twitter to follow. Um. I mean, I, I mean, I, look, I'm all lit for Justice League this week too. So it's like, um, I mean, it's gonna be to see what whatever 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 nonsense someone comes up with. It's time to make people nervous about Justice League because, whew, like, it's like a marathon. Like, who can like come up, make up the weirdest thing about Justice League before the movie comes out? Um, I know, I know two things that I can make you nervous with, but I won't. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to guess what it was, but uh, I, I won't, I, I won't go down that path. Uh, listeners can find me on uh, tw- Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andrew Bakht. Uh, my last name, last name is spelled B-H-B-A-K-H-T. You can find me writing for T Fanatic. I'm also the editor in chief of the Mall Report, and I also co-host the Titans podcast, which you know I think we're going to be doing an episode in the next week or two, since. Um, Titans is now officially as of right now. They as of today, they have started production now in Toronto, Canada. So if yeah, uh, I don't know if you see them, I mean like let them know the Titans podcast is excited for the Titans TV show. I just want a freaking damn costume photo already because I need to see them costumes, yo. Um, I mean Andrew. I mean I told Andrew that he could just. I mean I wouldn't mind if he just flew down to up. To, where, where the hell in Canada are you? Would you go? Would, would you be going up or down to Toronto if you were going to Toronto? Uh, east. East. So, yeah, just go east and just, like, I don't like you just, like, I mean, can't you just, like, use your screen around magic and be like, you know, yo, give me a set visit. I mean, I'm Canadian, so it's like, I mean, like, I'm I'm close by. I mean, it wouldn't take long anyway. I mean, I'll get to walking now. What? I'll get to walking. I'll give you some updates. Okay, oh, cool. I'll post oh, them okay. on Instagram. Which you don't even follow me at, by the way. Oh, yeah, oh boy. Hashtag <laughs> all in. Hashtag all in as F. 
uh, oh my god that should that should have been the hashtag hashtag all in af and um yeah so that's uh, that's what i do and uh just for you know quick reminders to our listeners uh if you want any news about the flash and, and you know photos trailers episode descriptions and whatnot Go visit the com website where we have all the latest news about The Flash. We have amazing comic reviews by Tatiana. And that's where you can also get the latest episodes of The Flash podcast. You should definitely follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at The Flash Podcast. <laughs> subscribe to, uh, be sure to subscribe to The Flash Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if you have a few moments uh, of your time, when you're on iTunes and you hit the subscribe button, please leave us a rating review on uh, our iTunes page. You know, preferably five stars and just some, you know, some lovely comments. Uh, because the the more ratings and reviews we get, the higher we get on iTunes, and the more people can find the podcast, and uh, the more we can, you know, do as a podcast. So we would really appreciate that. And uh, you can check out the entire DC Podcast Network at dcpodcast.com, where we have amazing podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Letters Tomorrow, um, I Zombie. And the upcoming DC TV shows, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. And we also cover class DC TV shows on DCPodcast.com. If you want to subscribe to just one feed with all the podcasts in just one one nice little package, subscribe to the Mega Feed on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play. And you can follow DC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're a listener of the Mixed Radio Network, you can listen to us live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern at TheMix.fm. And if you have any questions or thoughts about The Flash or the podcast, just email us the flash podcast at gmail.com. Whew, these plugs are like a marathon, y'all. I'm just saying. But yes, that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Flash uh, podcast, uh, talking about The Flash. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 7 called Therefore I Am. Is that the title, Taddy? Yes, Therefore I Am, because it's I Think Therefore I Am is the famous Rene Descartes quote. But then why didn't so, you just add, why didn't you just do the whole quote then? Because it's too long of a title. Like they want you to get it. They want you to be cool like them, Andy. But so he's like, therefore I am. But in, but in, but in, Ergo. But, exactly. But, but Infantino Sumo. Street is not long. It's not too long. They've done yeah, long titles of the show. Therefore, therefore I am Infantino Street. It's just one more syllable. <laughs> I just, I, I just loved, I used the idea if they had I think in it, but whatever. I never get what I want with these shows anyway. So why, do, why do I complain? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. I, I, I've been, I, I've been dedicated to this universe since 2012, and what do I get? Nothing. You know what? I'm Bonkiss. not, even, I, I'm not even gonna get my West Island wedding. I'm gonna predict it right now. I'm not even gonna get it. There's not gonna be a wedding. I'm We're, gonna kill you. The, oh, <laughs> now it's getting interesting. No, it, no, you know what? You know what's gonna happen? Andrew's gonna ha- have his wedding in uh, the crossover, and oh, all the heroes get to. Su- that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice, Andrew? You, you get to have all the heroes and Oliver uh, celebrating you and your and your uh, soon-to-be wife. <laughs> I can't believe. Oh, I wouldn't invite Oliver. <laughs> Would anyone? Honestly, would anyone? <laughs> At least I'm not shading this time on the show. I'm just shading the character. Like, um, I don't want anybody to get like stabbed at my wedding. Keep Oliver out of it. Babysit your kid. Oh, right, he has a kid now. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cecile's also pregnant. I. <laughs> wow. There's so many kids. You all running around this this year. In the wait a minute. Legends has Ronnie, baby Ronnie. Arrow has William. Superwoman has Ruby. 
and Flash is getting soon to be baby Ojo Seal. Baby verse. What, what is what is happening? Baby Titans, I'm calling it. I wouldn't that basically be T nine T go. Oh, baby. there's shade. Good God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I will be here all year. So that will be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast. But from all of us here on 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 the TFP fam, I'm Andy B. I'm Andrew, and I'm Tatiana. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.